Hey fam, how we doing? It is a stunning warm day here in the Midwest and I'm taking myself for a little walk, you know what I mean? Sometimes you gotta walk yourself. I like to think of myself as my own pet, you know? I'm like, I have to feed her, I have to bathe her, I have to take her for walks, but it's about myself. So I'm taking myself on a little walk here. We're nearing the end of the year, if you can believe it. And if you're listening to this in real time, you're listening to this on Thursday, December, whatever the fuck date is, um, 10, 9, 8, 7th, December 7th, then uh, we've got a little something up our sleeves for next week. You heard it here first, folks. And I'm really excited about it. And the fun part is it required little to no work. It was an idea that became real in one day. Had the idea, 24 hours, it was a thing. And I'm really excited about that. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later. But also what's fun is that tomorrow, inside of the doers, we are doing our What I Have Done Well and Poorly webinar. So the What I've Done Well and Poorly webinar is something that I used to do every three months at the beginning of my business. And then I did it every six months. And then I did it every year. And so this is my annual What I've Done Well and Poorly. It's my place to kind of say like, if I were to go back, I would not do these things. Don't do them. If I were to do something again, I would definitely do this and why it was worth it. So that's where I kind of like spill the tea. It's inside the Doers Club. If you want to join, it's $197 a month. That's not a sales thing. I'm just giving you the information. But if people joined the Doers Library during Black Friday, they get free access, which is also kind of fun. But I'm excited about it. And, you know, we have a lot in the pipeline for the next few months. And it's been a rat race to the finish line. And a lot of plates are dropping. And here's the interesting thing about plates dropping is that there are seasons in your business where you just drop plates. You just drop them. You say, oh, look at that. Another plate dropped. And it's on the founder to know what's a glass plate and what's a paper plate. And thankfully, everything that I've been dropping are paper plates. A couple of them have been glass plates. But that's where you go to clients and you show them, no, 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 that was a paper plate. And then everything's fine. So, been busy. Been busy. And been busy, but also prioritizing myself. I've been having a lot of personal hang time with my friends. I've had a lot of family time. I've had a lot of personal alone time. Which is always kind of nice because... I can't run my business without those things. And I was telling the round table the other day, we just kicked off the 2024 co I can never say that word, cohort group, the 2024 group. It's so windy. I hope you can hear me. But we just kicked off the 2024 group and I was telling them that the goal, the win is the lifestyle and the vehicle to get there is profit. So a profitable business isn't necessarily the goal. It's what the profitable business gets us. So if someone says, 
I want to have more time with my family, what kind of profit will you allow yourself to do that? Hopefully it's now because we got to practice those things. But what is the win in your lifestyle and how does profit get you there? And it's really interesting. Of course, this person is like leaf blowing so loudly. Um, I had a roundtable VIP call today and she was like, oh my God, my business is going to be so profitable because I'm going to do these four intensive calls. I think it was two, three, four, something like that. These four intensive calls on a monthly basis. And since it's me, it's all profit. And I thought, no, no, it's not. And she said, I'm also going to launch the, these passive products to kind of make up that money. And I said, no, you're not. And the reason for that is because when we think of our time, we think it's free. Oh, I don't have to pay anyone for it. But anytime you choose something, you're taking from something else. So by using your time, even though you're not taking dollars out of your bank account and paying a Stripe invoice, you are paying money. Just like anytime you drive a car, even if you own the car, you're spending money. You're using gas, you're using mileage, you're putting wear and tear on the vehicle. You may not be taking out your card and swiping every time you drive your car like me taking an Uber, but I still pay less. Me, me relying on Uber, because I don't know if you guys know this, I don't have a license. So me relying on Uber, getting all my groceries delivered and taking Uber multiple times a week because I go to my sister's house or I go to see friends or I go uh, somewhere for like an errand. I spend about 200 bucks a month, sometimes considerably less, sometimes worst case scenario up to like 250. I don't think I've ever hit 300. I think I hover around like 150 to be honest. And so people are like, what? You have to pay every time you go somewhere. And I'm thinking, okay, so you pay, let's, let's go low here. $300 for a car payment, $100 for insurance. Let's say another, I don't know, $50 for gas. Again, I'm going low. So now we're at $450 a month. Um, wear and tear every once in a while. Let's just add another 100 bucks because maybe you have like a big thing you have to fix throughout the year. So now we're looking at $550 a month people spend on a car. If you only take that car five places in a month, there and back, which I, you know, might, then you're spending $55 per trip. So you're saying my Uber of $15 is more expensive than your $50 to $5 trip? I mean, you have to use that car so much to justify it, the price that you're paying, but we don't think of things that way. And we don't think of our services that way because we think, okay, well, I'm not going to pay anyone. So this is full profit just for the business. Incorrect. This person's, pro, pro, uh, this person's services were 1500 to 2500 And I said, do you realize you personally can manage about 12 of these clients at $1,500 because it's not the ma- most massive lift and you're good at what you do. 12. If you brought in six clients that you did not manage at $1,500 and you, that would be $7,200 if I did, $7,500 if I did the math right. I think I did $7,500. Yeah. That would be $7,500 a month that you would be making. If you found someone to do that job fully for $2,000 a month, $2,500, a part-time employee, Let's say let's say twenty let's say twenty five hundred. Then you are profiting five thousand dollars without lifting a finger. That 
<laughs> to me is the profit I want you guys to think about. Not the profit of I put in all this work and I didn't have to pay anyone for it and I made all this money. Because at the end of the day, if you think about your time, I think a founder should think of their time as $200. You have a business to run and you should not be in the minutia. Not if you want an agency, not if you want to scale. So for instance, if you think of your time as $200 increments and you are doing eight calls a month, no, she was doing four, four calls a month at $400, that is $1,600 that you would be earning in revenue. Okay, but if you think of your time as $200 an hour, then you're really only netting out like $600. So you might have made $1,600, but that time that you just spent in all of that client work is time that you aren't doing client acquisition, is time that you're not marketing the business, is time that you're not interviewing new employees, is time that you're not networking. And that's really where you need to be right? And if someone says to me, well, you know, I don't have the money to pay for those services. The services pay for those people. You know, she said to me like, well, I can't afford the labor. And I said, no, the service pays for the labor. So you find four clients at $1,500 who will start in February. You find somebody before mid-January to work on these people's accounts four accounts, let's say she starts at $1,500. That means you're banking $3,500 a month just in profit. And you have to think about things that way because everybody thinks, well, I'll take on the work because that's profitable. I'll take on the work because that's profitable. I'll take on the work because that's profitable. No, it's helpful. And it's nice every once in a while to be like, you know what? If I just do this call, then I'll make another 450 bucks because I want to go shopping. Fine, fair, do it. But to keep the business afloat, to scale it to a way where you have a lifestyle you enjoy, it's team. I'm telling you what. So that's that. But the other thing you have to understand is that you have to get to a place where you realize you're allowed to make money that is easy. And you're allowed to make money that you did not earn by doing the work of the job. Your work is, a, <laughs> it is enough work to manage a team, do the client acquisition, oversee the team, that's enough work in and of itself. I am booked and busy and I'm not doing hardly any of the work. Like I am perfectly busy enough. Um, so that's that. I just want you guys to think about what winning looks like because sometimes we think that winning is, you know, I'm making $10,000 a month and I don't have to pay a team. And then what happens is that to work $10,000, to make $10,000 a month, you have to work so motherfucking hard that it's like truly not sustainable. And you hate it and you want to burn it down. And you're like, what if I had a consistent paycheck? And you look at full-time jobs. That's what happens there. You have to say, hey, client, you want to pay $3,500? Okay, great. I'm going to go find someone to do it for 1000 Hey, client, you want to pay $5,000? i am going to go find someone for $2,000 to do the work. You should never have to afford labor. They're paying for labor. And that's, I, I mean, it's a, it's a very dumbed down version about business development, but it is a different way to view things. And that's how we're growing all of the businesses. That's why every single one of my businesses is profitable and I can take a leisurely long stroll today like I am. It's the same reason that next year we're looking at 
really the only thing, the only work that I'll be doing. No, that's not true. I was going to say the only work I was going to be doing is the round table. That's not true. I won't really be overseeing dial zero and I definitely won't be working in dial zero. I won't be working really in team AP consulting because I'm bringing on a lot of in-house team members for the first time, which I'm excited about. I don't know if some of you guys are going to like it, but I'm going to like it. And then on the flip side, I'm going to be deep diving deeper into me time, which is what I know when I could run that business in my sleep. I've done it before. I could do it again. But we're getting there. And the last thing that I want to just um, touch on briefly is the fact that when I had this call, I had a call this week about selling my agency. And to sell the agency, they're looking for a really strong EBITDA. I don't know if you know what an EBITDA is, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. In essence, an EBITDA is revenue minus expenses, just like the most bare bones profit. It's not actual profit, which is why it says earnings before interest, before taxes, before amortization, before depreciation. A lot of service providers don't have to worry about that because you don't own assets like a car or an office space or have like million dollar loans or investors. So an EBITDA is just like a pure profit, just like revenue minus expenses. And then what else did she want? This was what was interesting. Uh, Million dollars in revenue, which you might be like, that's fucking crazy. I will not have a million dollar agency. Okay, well, 11 clients at $7,500 a month is a million dollar agency. That's not considerably ridiculous. If you're in social media, if you're in marketing, if you're in consulting, 11 clients at $7,500 a month is beyond doable with a team. And then you're at a million dollars. Done. Check. Next. This is where it gets funny. One, no client is responsible for more than 25% of the business. I thought that was fascinating because basically what they're saying is we don't want any of your clients to be able to sink the ship. We don't want this to be an agency that basically supports one client. And that makes perfect sense. If you're buying an agency, you want to buy the agency as a structure. You don't want to buy an agency that serves one client, right? And then next, this one is where it gets fucking wild. In order to sell your business with this company or to list it with this company where they have buyers galore, the number one thing that they need outside of revenue, profit, team structure, they need like a strong inbound sales structure, um, which I have and I can share it with you. But the founder can only be involved 10% or less, which means get the fuck out of there. Which means you're not working. And this is what I'm trying to say is that like, if you think it's like big and bad to be like doing all the work for all these people, you have no idea what lies on the other side of getting out of the work and managing the structure of it. Because here at Dial Zero Marketing, I can have two people with 10 clients each at let's say a $6,000 average. So now we're looking at $120,000 a month. Maybe that's like a $3 million a year and $2 million a year. I don't know. And $2 million a year, three full-time employees, four full-time employees, let's say, 
And I could sell that business for like five to six million dollars and stay on as a consultant for the first year for 10 grand a month. Like we're thinking too small, you know? And I finally am at a place in my career where I'm able to show you that. There's some people that were like, I taught her how to run business. That's actually not true. There are some people that I hired for like strategy calls when I was just starting out that now they're like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, business development. This is business development. I'm growing businesses to exit them. I'm growing businesses to scale them. I know how to do this. I know how to grow. I know how to sell. You know, I've already sold one business. I'm, a, I'm on track to sell the second. My goal is to sell Dial Zero Marketing in 2025 and to do that growth in 2024. I'm breaking all of this down on our webinar January 3rd, which is um, all of our selling strategies for each one of the businesses. Dial Zero Marketing, Team AP Consulting, fast forward, me time. I was like, what's the fourth one? Me time. Me time I want to sell, but that's going to take three to five years. Maybe three, probably five. Um, Fast forward, I don't know if we're going to sell. Team AP, I don't see myself selling that. I got like three to five more years in Team AP for me. But we do have some major changes along the way. What's really crazy is that like, I'm making plans for Team AP Consulting for 2025. And I was told once, thought leaders, leaders in general, think in years. Doers think in days. And I'm a doer. You guys are doer. That's why we have the doers membership. But I want you guys to be thinking about the impact you make over a year. It doesn't matter what you take if you take a day off. It doesn't matter if you take a week off. It doesn't matter if you take a month off. If you are in a place where you're thinking about the year, that means you've got some savings. You've got other people doing the labor. You've got a strong sales pipeline. We think it's really hard to do that. It's not. And I I hope that I'm showing you that. I hope that you're watching me and not admiring me, not putting me on a pedestal, not thinking what I'm doing is cool, but studying it and following in my footsteps because it is replicatable. I am not doing anything proprietary. Girl's going on a rant today. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I miss you guys. Debs is in town. We're having a jolly good time. Shay Shay, my little... I almost said cousin. My little nephew was over the other night and he does this thing where we're playing hide and seek and he tells me where to hide. So he'll go, Ashley, play hide and seek. I was like, okay, I'll play hide and seek. I'll say, go hide in the bed. All right, it's not really really how the game's played, but you're two. I've got time. I also bought him the cutest little sweater of a bunch of dinosaurs skiing and it's uh, very adorable. I can't wait for him to have it. But uh, yeah, gearing up for a good Christmas. We, you know, here's the thing about running your own business. I call the shots. And since I call the shots, we're closing doors December 18th. Bye. We're off work till January 3rd. See you later. Alligator. Out of here. I got cookies to eat. I got presents to wrap. Elf to watch. Anyway, I truly don't know why you guys fucking listen to this shit. I swear to God, I'm so boring. Um, I love you guys, and I hope all is well. It's truly such a beautiful day outside. Holy shit. 
really glad I took a little walksy. Um, but I'm going to head back in. I'm going to send a little email to the list. And I'm going to prep for my What I've Done Well and Poorly webinar tomorrow. I'm going to take a little nap. And I'm going to go babysit Seamus. Because he's small and cute. And you guys, I will talk to you later.